Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao godzilla king of the monsters alive surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind godzilla king of the monsters it's alive a gigantic beast stalking the earth crushing all before cavalcade of electrifying horror raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction Godzilla, king of the monsters incredible titan of terror wiping out a city of six million in a holocaust of flame jet planes cannot destroy it bombs cannot kill it all modern weapons fail is this the end of our civilization? can the scientists of the world find a way to stop this Godzilla, King of the Monsters. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another special edition of Pop 5, brought to you by SciShow Conversations. It's your host, the King Ghidorah of Kaiju's, Val. And of course, I have my special guest. He is the Gypsy Danger of all Jaegers, Jay Rance. How you doing, Jay? <laughs> I'm good, bro. I'm chilling. What's going on? I'm loving that intro, bro. Like, I, when you said the Kaiju or whatever, I, I refrained from just yelling like in a primal scream. Like, nah! <laughs> like <you know? laughs> I refrained myself. <laughs> And if y'all oh. don't know, this episode of Pop 5 is something that I've been wanting to do ever since I went into podcasting. I love big monster movies, whether it be kaijus, whether it be screaming people in suits, whether it be crazy state puff marshmallow mans. I <laughs> love them all. That's just my geek nerdum explosion right there. What about you, man? Oh no, nah. big big monster movies are freaking dope. I love them, but you know what my nerdgasm is. I love robotics and suits and anything like that. Mm-hmm. But now nah, big big monster movies are cool because um it's something that you see a lot in pop culture. You get what I'm saying? And yep. it's something that has history in pop culture, in movies, even in video games, you know. So but I like big monster movies for the sense that like I said, sometimes they make you feel real helpless, you know, like the human being likes to feel helpless, but yes. 
they're 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 awesome. Like I love them. I love them. I'm a, I'm a fan of them. I mean, so. they range. They range all the way back going to the 1800s of big monster movies, going mm-hmm. all the way um, with plays and set designs, uh, with Shakespearean mm-hmm. plays as well too. Even Greek mythology plays as well too, featuring oh, yeah. certain monsters. So then, look at um, look at look at the Titans. Sorry for cutting you off. You're yeah. right. The Titans going into that right there, Greek mythology. You know, there's a plethora of information you can go back to with big monsters, and of course, in cinema. We have so many that we're going to probably hear in our list today. My first experience watching big monster movies was honestly on the sci-fi channel when I was a kid watching black and white films like the, what was it? The, uh, the, the creature from a thousand fathoms or the yeah. with the giant ants. I'm very big into cheesy, cheesy, cheesy horror, <laughs> horror, <laughs> big monster movies. What about you? You are real cheesy. My yes. first experience was like, um, it, it, it was more modern, but not really modern, modern as like right now or like the one that has came out in the past. But like really my first taste of like big monster movies like that was really Godzilla, bro. You get what I'm saying? I was like, what is this? You know, like where did this creature come from? I, I'll be honest. That was like my first big experience. I didn't do the whole clay animations, you know, celebrity oh. deathmatch like you. Yes. So. <laughs> but, you know, that was like my first experience of like big monster movies. And that's why I kind of like, okay, man, I like this genre. I tell you, if I was a millionaire and I was able to bl- buy every blockbuster in the world just for the VHS tapes collection of all these <laughs> CD list movies, I get them all and stack them up. I'd be a hoarder of all those movies. Bro, yeah, you just probably have a change of boxers. You know, you, you have like the ill collection. You know, like you know how these people have like these horror figurine sets. You probably have like these big monster little clay animation sets. You I'd know, be so happy. on your shows. Give, it to me. Give me Medusa. Uh, the clay animation version of her, just on like a, I don't know, like a Lisa, a three foot statue of her, and I'll be happy. <laughs> That'll be my welcoming prize when somebody comes into the house. Yeah, definitely. Bro. I down. can see that. I can see that. <laughs> but we're gonna kick this thing off today. I'm gonna go ahead and start first, and I'm gonna go out with something a little crazy. So, I know this is not my podcast. I don't want to be a prick, but. Do you, do you want to touch what inspired this podcast, or you just want to leave that for later? Well, if I go too much of what inspired this podcast, it might... You know what? Let's just go full into it. Let's go full okay. into it. Okay. Let's start it up, and then we'll just give why we started this podcast. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm no, no, All no. Right, no, so no. Awesome idea with that one. Let's just go full on into why we really want to do this in the first place. It was because of the release of... Uh, I don't know if you want to call it an epic. I don't want to know if you want to call it a tragedy. Epic, yes. No, let's call it epic. <laughs> You're going to call, call it epic? epic. I'm going to call it epic. The release yeah. of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Rampage movie. How do you feel about this, sir? Bro, epic. I love it. I love it. I'm you do? I do. I do. One, because it's a video game that's near and dear to my heart. I had it for various systems, so I grew up playing this game. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So the last time I really played this game was on Game Boy Color, you know, but I had it for various systems, for PlayStation and all that stuff. But it's a game that's near and dear to my heart. Two, I'm kind of cheesy. I do like The Rock as an actor. You know okay. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm real cheesy. I do like The Rock as an actor. And it um was just pretty darn... Ep- oh, I-, I have to also touch the fact that it has Smashing Pumpkin. Um, <laughs> you know, The Rat in the Cage? Yeah, the rat in the cage. Um, I forgot the name of the song. What was it Bullet Bullet? Um, something Butterfly Wings or something like that. Right. Which I which I love that song, but I just like it because it was um, it, I don't want to say different. It has the big monster aspect, but it's different. Like I don't I don't I don't know. I enjoyed it. Maybe it's because I'm a fan of the video game, 
and it was very over the top. And I don't know. I, I found it epic. A lot of people found it tragic, but I'm actually looking forward to this movie, bro. Honestly, it's action packed, over the top. You have the giant freaking, um, you know, gorilla with the giant wolf and the giant crocodile. It, it, it was epic. It was epic. I love mass destruction all over Chicago, you know? So, and then you get the cheesiness with the rock because I like the rock. So, but I enjoyed it. How'd you feel about the trailer? You know, I'm on the fence about it because mm-hmm. on one hand, I love cheesy monster movies, so I'll always mm-hmm. watch them no matter what. But at the same time, I love the game Rampage. We both grew up on that game. Mm-hmm. So this movie only pays off if The Rock takes a potion and grows like 10,000 feet <laughs> and snuffs a wolf. Like, <laughs> it only pays off to me if that happens. I don't like the fact that... um we're getting like a mini Godzilla versus King Kong before it comes in a yeah. way. And I don't like the fact that, you know, I want them to be like, okay, maybe it's just the fan of me, but I kind of mm. want some brolic wolf staying on two legs, smacking some people. Yeah. The, the, the wolf was kind of stupid. I, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Cause you know, I, I was expecting my, my, my boy Ralph, you know, the blue mm-hmm. wolf. Like, mm-hmm. so, but I mean, it, it, and then the crocodile, you know, I wasn't really feeling it. Lizzie, you know, because Lizzie just looks more like a, a giant, like um Godzilla. Yeah, it's exactly. To and this was a crocod- yeah, and this was a crocodile. So that 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 was all for me. I, I do agree with that. But I can't really judge it just yet. Once it comes out, it comes out. I'm just saying it'll pay off tremendously if I have the Rock just snuff like Izzy in the face. <laughs> so so, <laughs> so you're telling me the only way this movie will be a hit for you if the Rock takes some Brahma Bull steroid? Yes, gets, like. A thousand feet in the air, rock bottom Lizzie, and does the people elbow on George and stuff Be- like that. Better pitch right now. <laughs> Better pitch right now. Instead of him growing 10,000 feet tall, he does grow 10,000 feet tall, but he turns into a Brahma bull. You give me that. <laughs> you know, that, that, that would be like the video game. That would be epic. Yes. The little big blue bull. Turns into you know. a tattoo. <laughs> like, <straight laughs> <up>. <laughs> Rub it on some some secret Polynesian chant like Moana, you know, and turn into Maui. <laughs> like, yes. All right, I'm sorry. We're there you go. No, continue. you just already made this a five star movie for me. <laughs> you just do that right there. But the movie that I'm gonna start with that inspired this conversation isn't yeah. really a five star movie to a lot of people. It is to me because it holds a special place in my heart and. It's out there, you know, in a, oh, I'll give the pitch right now. In a world where we have giant monsters that are breathing <laughs> atomic blasts, giant <laughs> apes that are smashing trees, and mecha versions of each other, there was only one blob. <laughs> and that <laughs> is my movie coming out in 1958. My first number five movie out there for giant monsters is The Blob. <laughs> you know The Blob was going to make my list, bro. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't pick it. I'm glad I didn't pick it. I was like, I wonder if he'll pick it. But yeah. I I'm love glad. this movie. It's a mm-hmm. horror cliche of a movie. It's mm-hmm. very to its times. But I love the fact because it pl- if you watch it now, it plays on nostalgia so well. <laughs> you look at the old school, like, The Blob is coming! inside the drive-in movie theaters and it's just a massive gelatin force crushing you not knowing where to go even the trailers (laughs) say it there's nowhere to run nowhere to hide from the blob and it's true this interstellar galactic piece of muck 
this giant loogie <laughs> in the world <laughs> just caused massive destruction upon the world, taking out everything, sucking them up dry, and just causing mayhem. And I love it. It's fun. It's it's cheesy. It's over the top, and it's everything you want in a big bad monster movie. How do you feel about the Blob? No, I remember. I remember watching it very faintly because, like I said, I was still young watching the Blob, and I remember being somewhat a bit terrified of it. Because the concept, you know, it was like kind of crazy. The whole meteorite crashes and stuff like that. And then you just got this gigantic booger-like character just, you know, <laughs> rolling around and just like swallowing people up whole, you know. And then sometimes you see like the people just trying to get out and you see them floating in them like, ah, and coming out like, you know. It, it, it was a dope film. And it, it was kind of, you know, original for that time because I, I don't know who sat here and said, let's just make this big blob character just, you know eat people and suck them dry you get what i'm saying so it, it was pretty dope oh definitely and not only that it spanned a remake in the 80s too which is mm-hmm. just as fun as well too and the original movie had the score in some ways contributed by mr burt baccarat so i <laughs> love the fact that it's a culmination of what the 50s gave you just like the old-timey nuclear holocaust is upon us you know, the Russians are going to throw something at us. Was it the blob? Was it the Russians? You know, it's so yeah. to its times, but in such a good way. It's a throwback, but it also feels just just right, like home-cooked meal. And that's how I feel about the blob. Yes, the blob <laughs> is a big piece of yellow. <laughs> it really is. Yellow pudding. <laughs> <laughs> just that imagine really jello attacking you one minute. Oh, man. And then... The Blob, you know, you look at movies today, too. There's other movies out there that The Blob kind of inspired. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Slither is another movie that came out a couple years back. Oh, yeah, a, I remember that movie. Yeah. It, it, that's from The Blob right there. It has um, things from The Blob and um, uh, different Invader movies as well, too. But when the director, um, I remember reading the commentary from the director, he inspired everything that moved from The Blob. So I love this movie, I think it, it can be passed down from generation to generation to generation. You'll have a good laugh. Mm-hmm. You'll have the kids kind of scared. And it's just a good throwback movie. Oh, it really is. It really is. But I'm glad I didn't pick the blob, bro. I was <laughs> sitting there like, I'm about to put the blob. But I was like, let's see if he picks the blob. <laughs> well, you saw what I picked. I want to see what you picked <sighs> for your number five. My number five, I'm going to just get it right out the way. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe my list will get interesting for you as it uh, goes on. But my number five, I'm just going to get it out the way. Because everybody's expecting this movie. And it is the 2013 film... Pacific Rim. So I'm just going to, you know, I mean, I like the movie. I just put it number five because I feel that this film, excuse me, it's a, I don't want to say culmination, but it's a direct effect of, you know, blah, big monster movies, all the other movies that came before it. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, excuse me. Oh my God. Um, But I have to go with the 2013 film Pacific Rim because I love it. It is a ultimate if you want to call it, it's ultimate, uh, is an ultimate geek nerdy mashup. You get what I'm saying? Okay. You get your big monsters, the kaiju's, of course. You know, so for big monster f- fans like you, mm-hmm. then you get the aspect that I love: robotic suits, giant mechanoids. You get what I'm saying? These big Gundam-like suits, which also derives from I feel things that came before it, like the Power Rangers. You know, you have kind of like that Megazord aspect. You get what I'm Definitely. saying? Definitely. So, that's why I call it like the ultimate mashup, and then you just got them doing these moves and and calling out little uh, uh, freaking um, word, you know, pulling out freaking swords out their ass. So yeah, it, it, it's just like the ultimate mashup, and that's why I have to put it number five because I feel that Pacific Rim 
is kind of like uh, the direct effect of all these giant movies. And I just I couldn't put it higher, you know, so I just had to put it at number five. But I know you love Pacific Rim. It, I do. I, I completely love Pacific Rim. When it came out, people were trashing that movie left and right, saying that, oh, it's too much like a creature feature from the 60s and 70s. Yeah. And you know what? To that for them saying that that's what del toro wanted he wanted to make a movie where it looked like people were in these outfits like these suits Mm -hmm. he wanted to look like a giant monster movie suit kind of movie and um i just made a contradiction there um (laughs) um i love the movie because it's such a throwback to the things that we grew up on giant monster movies like you said power rangers this was like Mm -hmm. an adult power ranger movie right here yeah you got the size up you know giant swords and whips and bow staff fighting that's not part of the <laughs> monster part but you got the cheesy yeah. 80 throwbacks there i love the the fact that you have to be synced with each other to actually mm-hmm. control the 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 jaeger as well too that's not just about brawn and and smarts it's about you know just being fluid with your motions i yeah. mean gypsy danger was just a badass freaking jaeger there there's a lot of the uh, the, the kaijus there which is awesome the crab inspired one exactly the the, the swordfish one uh, there's a the plethora of monsters there that were just intense. I love the movie. The sequel's coming out. I can't mm-hmm. wait for that. Oh man. Yeah, I can't wait for that sequel. And like and like we touched and like you said, man, I couldn't have said it better, but it's just the ultimate nerd mashup, you get what I'm saying? Like I just enjoy it and it, it brought me back to like, you know, like watching when 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 the when the, um they came out of the water. You know, it kind of reminded me of Tommy blowing the Power Ranger flute when you see the Megazord <laughs> coming out the water. You get know what I'm saying? So immediately I got drawn to this movie for that nerd in me and stuff. So, But I had to put it number five because, like I said, I feel like it's a direct result of all the prior movies that I have on my list. I have a question for you. Why mm-hmm. do you think, I guess, Americans at the time, because it has a cult following now, but mm-hmm. why do you think Americans at the time didn't gravitate to a movie like this just yet? What, Pacific Rim? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't speak for it, um, but I feel that maybe they did not gravitate to it because it has that nerdy aspect to it, you know, and a lot of people are not nerds or a lot of people feel like, oh, you're a nerd, you're a loser, you know, let's be honest, still to this day, sometimes, you know, no, it's cool being a nerd now, but still in some people's eyes, you know, it's kind of like, you know, kind of a downer being a nerd, but I just feel like it's really nerdy. That's why they didn't gravitate to it because you have these um, and also some people probably are not a fans of, you know, the big mechanoid suits and stuff like that. And with the cheesy calling out combinations and pulling out whips and swords. But once they saw it for what it was, it's a pretty damn good action film. So maybe that's why they gravitated to it now and have a cult following. Like, okay, no, this besides all this, you know, it's actually a decent um, action film. No, uh, that, yeah. Yeah. no, not yeah, to cut yeah. you off. I completely agree. I think they're even though nerd culture is so accepted these days now. There's certain elements of geek nerd culture that are still taboo. You know, yeah. I can't just go on the first day with a Mothra freaking t-shirt and, and a girl's <laughs> like, well, who the fuck is that? That's motherfucking Mothra. Like, <laughs> this date's over now because what the hell? But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's such a diverse crowd because you still have that audience that loves, you know, the Gundam movies, you know, yeah. things like Attack on Titan even mm-hmm. things like Dragon Ball Z could be, you know, taboo to, to this day because people are like, oh, you still watch that stuff when you were a kid? You know, it's oh, it's a little crazy still. Also, sorry for cutting you off. One of the things as well is a lot of people are not into this. How can you say like, because um, I know somebody right off the bat that doesn't like anything that has to do with sci-fi. Yeah. And he's one of our friends. You get yeah. what I'm saying? And this film is actually a sci-fi film. 
you know, sci-fi fiction monster film. You get what I'm saying? So Definitely. A, a lot of people still haven't really embraced that sci-fi culture, you know? So that's why I feel like a lot of people didn't gravitate to the movie immediately because they're like, oh, cheesy suits, robotic suits, it's sci-fi, no, I'll stay away from it. You get what I'm saying? They're wrong. I don't respect <laughs> your opinion whatsoever. <laughs> no, I respect everybody's opinion. If y'all don't like monster movies and giant mech robot suits, that's your thing, but you're losing yeah, out because it's exactly. a fun movie. I think these, really... all these movies are fun. You gotta laugh at them. Even if you're not a fan, there's something to enjoy with these movies. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. So what's your number four, bro? Oof, oof, oof. So uh, I'm going back. You kind of mentioned it before clay animation this okay. movie was something that was ahead of its time back then it was based in greek mythology mm. and it was 1981's clash of the titans and the monster Ooh. is the kraken release the kraken yes yes you see you see how epic of a quote that is it really is it really is and so much power behind that str- that quote i was torn because i kind of wanted to use the pirates of the caribbean kraken as well too because mm. i felt that it had a lasting impression in part two um but at the same time though i felt like the 1981 Clash of the Titans, it's just an iconic character. You see it pop out, and for the animation at its time, it was just scary. It was intense with the forearms, about to kill mm-hmm. this chick, about to eat this chick. You saw how Brock it was. It was about to just mess somebody up. And yes, it does go down like a bitch, looking at uh, Medu- this guy taking Medusa's uh, head and just freezing him in time. But the same token, just the the contributions that he gave to... The culture of monsters uh, when it first yeah. started it's just amazing and then even in the 2010s version that giant kraken that came out was a mixture of the octopus and the monster from that movie as well too it's just a, in a class of the zone a giant freaking warlord of death coming out of the ocean <laughs> yeah, that would no, scare anything in my opinion what do you think about that yeah no because if you look at these films like clash of the titan if you look at um what's that movie with um this uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, I mean. Um, the release of Kraken. What movie is that again? That's, That's Clash of the Titans. Titans, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Clash of the Titans. But there's one movie that I'm trying to put my my, my um, fingers on. I just don't remember. But anyways, the thing is, like you said, to answer your question and give on that, is that if you look at it, the Kraken was the ultimate creature. Everybody was scared, you know, shitless, pardon my French, of the Kraken. You see it in the movie. Like, the Kraken is that apocalyptic monster you know like this uh, Zeus did not want to release it you know like it, it has so much fear and um it was such a strong character and imposing that people in the movie you see them like oh no it's gonna bring death you get what I'm saying like you said it's a mercenary of the sea and it's just so imposing of a figure you know just to see like this giant almost you know as they portray in some other movies like you know squid like and stuff like that so it, it was a very imposing figure I, I would honestly crap my pants i'd just probably die see it coming out the water yeah, you get yeah, what i'm saying so yeah. it's on the level it, of shocktopus no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you probably got sharknado on this list <laughs> no but it is a, a very iconic big monster figure that if you do not have it on your list then you really don't know what big monster movies are the kraken has to be on it well, unfortunately it's not on mine because uh you know. No, I feel but, you. You're making it more diverse. And, and yeah. this monster is very diverse for its time as well, too. While everybody was in monster suits and making makeup and whatnot, this was actually mm-hmm. clay animation, a very archaic way of actually making films still, survive until the 80s, 
this monster was the ultimate culmination at the end of the movie. You see Perseus actually go throughout the whole movie slaying skeletons, slaying Medusa, Mm -hmm. trying to get to the ultimate goal. And then the ultimate goal to actually have salvation to fight this giant beast and figure out how the hell you're going to defeat it. You know, it, it's it's crazy. It's an obstacle like no other. And even though that the 2010 version is not as epic as the original, the Kraken battle itself, the girth and size of that monster, man, I could put that against any of these Pacific Rim monsters as well, too. I'd love to see a year um, go against that. Yeah, no, definitely, because the Kraken from um, Clash of the Titans was freaking badass. Even though you see the Kraken in... Um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, like, but I just feel like it was just super gigantic. You don't see the imposing um, figure that it is. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. And in Clash of the Titans, you see its face. You know, you see everything. So I feel like even though the Pirates of the Caribbean one was way bigger on so many levels, I still feel that in Clash of the Titans, they showed you more to the monster and more meanness in the facial features and how it came out the scene, the build up. You get what I'm saying? So. The Kraken is, and, and it actually is some good rum. So, <laughs> oh, you know, oh, bad days right there. The Kraken <laughs> yeah, right there. Yeah. I don't want to go into bad days. I want to remember the Kraken as my final boss villain in a Greek mythology <laughs> video game. Um, <laughs> no, no, yeah, my fault. I reject that. <laughs> oof, oof, that 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 black rum of that black spice rum yeah (laughs) no 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 so many bad memories but let's go into a good uh a good well of memories for you and let's Mm -hmm. head into your number four well my number four is i know it's another movie that's near and dear to your heart so my number four is um what what year did this movie come out i think it was in 2008 and that is Cloverfield. Ooh! Yes, so it is the 2008 film Cloverfield. I believe it was, who was it directed by? Um, Matt oh, Reeves? Matt yeah. Reeves? Yep, yeah. Matt Reeves. Can I so, cut you off for one second? Yeah, go ahead. That's my number three. Oh, that's your number three? So we can go to town on this together. Mm. Go ahead, start okay. it off. <laughs> so, like, um, I had to put Cloverfield in it because it, it what this movie does and also I, i'm a sucker you know being a new yorker i love the fact that it was in new york so um just the angle of how it was directed and where like everything was you know uh, a little camcorder you know the friends the, the recording the party and just everything like and from, you know, like towards the end of the movie where you see that this creature was already on Earth. You get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you see him like just hit the ocean and stuff. But then you just have this giant like, and what, what, what was cool about it? You know, it's a big creature, but in the movie, they kind of keep it concealed. You get what I'm saying? You yes. really don't see much of him, you know? So it's like, okay, you got this big monster wrecking havoc on New York, but you really don't see him. So it, it has, it's already a big monster, but the fact that you really don't see him much at times, it's still... Um, gives it another aspect of terror and mystery. You know, we don't know what's busting up New York City. But then when you see him, it's kind of like this little bat-faced cockroach-type yeah. thing. You get what I'm saying? So, I, I don't know. I love Cloverfield, New York City. You got this little bat-faced, roach-faced-looking thing just wrecking havoc. And I don't know. I, I loved it. Oh, yeah. I will put my stamp of approval a thousand percent on this movie. I felt like this was a, a true way of America making their own Godzilla movie in a way. Yeah. Um, Matt Reeves is a great director. Um, I'll give him all the props for making a, the found footage genre 
kind of more interesting again because at that time we had Blair Witch Project and a couple of Paranormal Activity movies as well too, which are okay. Yeah. But the same token though, uh, this movie was fun. It was interesting. It was in your face. You always felt like there was some kind of peril going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and the comedy was there as well too. But yeah. I give all the marketing and the viral uh, shock value to J.J. Abrams because this man, number one, he's already making the first universe for movies that don't really make sense or intertwine exactly the way you want it to, but they're all related somehow in this Cloverfield universe that he's made. But when this movie first came out, number one, it was a sleeper. No one knew what it was. It didn't even have a name at first. All you knew was that this thing threw the Statue of Liberty's head and flung it down the streets and it ended that trailer. You were like, what the fuck is this? Pardon my French. And the marketing was just all around that. Like, something's hit New York. It's a crazy event. And even in the... It's a smart way to make a commercial these days because they showed absolutely nothing from this movie. Mm-hmm. Little, 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 little tidbits of the monster moving, moving through the buildings. But other than that, you saw absolutely nothing. And even in the movie, you barely saw the monster until the end. It was fabulous. It made you want to see. You were invested in the monster. You were invested why it was doing this. What vendetta does it have against the statue of liberty which we yeah, never really yeah. found out but it's a second <laughs> token though it was just a, a a monster movie that felt so different but also mm-hmm. felt so i guess uh i, I want to say at home because we're new yorkers so we we've known yeah. we've seen the terror attacks that happened in new york so it was just like a, a little close to home but with the monster element, it kind of gave like a, a at least a little bit of a light. Like, okay, it's close to home, it's a little personal, but we could deal with this because we're New Yorkers. We deal with this shit all the time. Yeah, rise up through this, you know, through this animosity and these yep. hard times and stuff. But I just feel like you said that 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 when when the Statue of Liberty head got flung and it just landed in the street, that was such an impactful scene. You you didn't have to say nothing, you know, like. It, 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 after that, it was just like, it was one of those like, oh, what the flip? You get what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, it, it was a real impactful scene just for just being that simple and that fast. You get what I'm saying? It was just, there was a lot of impact behind that scene. And like you said, you know, at first, like, that's that's one thing that really captivated me to the movie. That was like, okay, New York, you got this big monster running amok. You really don't see him. So it's like, I want to see him. So, you know, you get invested in the in, in the film. Like, what is this? And it already also gives you the hopelessness feeling, like I said, by um, the view being uh, recorded from a camcorder. You get what I'm saying? So it gives you that 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 feeling that you're in the movie, kind of like a first-person video oh, game. Yeah. You know, so you get that vibe and that feeling like when they run and they hide in the store and you see the dust and, just come by and stuff. And not to cut you off, but like, you even get the shock value in the movie because this movie right here doesn't give a damn about main characters. One of the main <laughs> characters is killed on the Brooklyn Bridge, straight off yeah. right there. Another <laughs> yeah. one of the likable characters as well gets freaking exploded. Like she just pops in a freaking um, <laughs> yeah. little operating room right in there. In a lot of operating room, yeah, when he drops his little critters and minions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like this movie does not pull back any punches whatsoever. Don't get attached to anybody, even though, you know, sorry to spoil things for a movie that's about, what, 10 years old almost. But the same yeah. token, you even get the main character, HUD, who's on the, comp- uh, the camcorder all day. You even mm-hmm. have him come face to face with the monster. Does it have his problems? Yeah, it does. Why does the monster keep on following these people? Why in every um, scene um, does the monster not really be clear enough where you can see what's actually happening? Why is the monster on Earth? There's a lot of questions. But at the end of the day, 
what I find fan uh, fascinating and fantastic about this movie, once again, is the viral marketing. Because if you follow mm-hmm. the internet and the the little breadcrumbs J.J. Abrams gives you, you find out that this monster is a child looking for his mother. That right yeah. there alone is just devastating. Of this mm-hmm. little critter right here could probably belong to something even bigger and crazier. That's just incredible, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, no, that 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 is freaking incredible. Hey, it could be the 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 son of the kraken. You never know. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it came from the sea. It came from space. So, like, but yeah, no, awesome film, and it had to be on my list. You know, the whole complete package. I love, I love freaking Cloverfield, man. So I have a question for you because mm-hmm. I I love Cloverfield and in whatever universe they're making as well too. Mm-hmm. Were you able to see Ten Cloverfield Lane at all? No, I never. I I wasn't able to see it. I'm I'm glad that you bring it up because now you can let me know. Um, I stood away from it because it, I felt like it's just a different, complete vibe from what Cloverfield. It is. You could say one is, you know. So that's why I stood away from it. It does, is. It does. Does it touch or intertwine in any type of way with the first Cloverfield? No, or? and it's weird. It's it's so weird because Abrams has said that they're connected. They're so really? connected in ways that you don't even know. And I'm looking at this from start to finish. This movie's a totally different tone of a movie, mm-hmm. um, and it's all about survival and survival the uh, the pending apocalyptic doom that's above this little um, safe house that they're in. And uh, I don't want to spoil the movie for you, but the end sequence okay. is more like Cloverfield, the movie, than mm-hmm. the whole Cloverfield 10 Lane, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane is. It's like the really? last like five to 10 minutes. You're like, okay, I can maybe see where this is going with the Cloverfield monster and where they're ending with this. And then the next movie coming out, I believe, next year called God Parkle, which is supposed to be about alternate dimensions. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll tie everything together. I say watch it. But um, keep an open mind. It's it's different, but it's fun. I, I yeah, I I I stood away from it because, like I said, it, it actually looked more like a a thriller movie, horror type movie. You it know is. What I'm saying like so, that's why I just stood away from it. I did not know that you know it intertwines more ways than one. But I I'll give it a chance. Though. I'll give it a chance though. Oof, With oof. um. So that was your number, th- your number three. So damn, how are we yeah. gonna do this? Yeah, we gotta go to you again, man. Give me your, <laughs> give me your tree. Give me your tree. My number three is the nineteen ninety American monster film directed by Ron Underwood, and it's funny because these monsters actually attack from underneath you, and it is Tremors. Ooh, yes, very ah. awesome. <laughs> it. I had to put Tremors because. This is also um, a big monster movie film that I feel that doesn't get overlooked, but I feel that, you know, a lot of people really don't look at it as really a big monster film because, you know, these, but I mean, they're, they're giant worms, you know, so yes. that's why I put it on my list. But I feel that a lot of people say, no, it's really not a big monster film because they're not running around causing catastrophes, you know, like walking the earth, you know, they're just underneath us and stuff. And if you look at the movies, you know, they are known for like, freaking sucking big holes and bringing down houses you know so but i just like that that the, the freaking tremor it was just very it, it was scary because it's like um these worms you know just gravitated to the vibrations of the humans you know they really couldn't move or walk or nothing on the ground if not you were gonna get swallowed up by this giant earthworm you know that just wanted to devour humans and feed on humans so i feel like it was also a original film in my eyes because I've never really seen nothing like that at that time, you know. So for me, as growing up as a child, it was kind of like, 
you know, like, oh, what the heck is this? You know, I wanted to tread lightly. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but then just, you know, when, when they popped up, they just looked like these weird, nasty-looking, freaking gigantic mutated worms, you know, freaking just casting spit all over the place, venomous fangs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it it was an awesome film for the time, honestly. How do you feel about Tremors? Tremors does get overlooked, and it has a cult following, just like The Blob yeah. does as well, too. I feel like these movies don't get the respect they deserve because at the time, you know, there's other crazier movies out there, I guess, that people gravitate to. Um, Tremors, number one, Tremors, has Kevin Bacon. And Kevin Bacon's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and he's awesome in that movie as well, too. The comedy of that movie is, is just, bar none, the, one of the funniest things I've seen in a monster movie. They're just hilarious throughout the whole movie because, it, once again, they're, like, put in a predicament where they shouldn't be here. This shouldn't be here. I was just, you know, doing my job one day, digging a ditch out of nowhere. It comes out and takes me out of nowhere. I mean, I love Tremors. Tremors is such a uh, not intentionally funny movie. It has yeah. so many but it, uh, but, but it is funny. Yeah, it, ha- it is funny, though. It's kind of like, it's not comedy, but it has the humor in it. You know what Um, it always reminded me of? Um, how Starship Troopers doesn't get the love it deserves sometimes because of aliens that came out. I felt like sometimes Tremors doesn't get that love as well, too, because it falls into that B-list category. We're like, oh, yeah, you know, 1990s, we get our Jurassic Parks. We get our monster movies galore. We get our horror movies galore. Mm-hmm. That this movie kind of gets a back burner almost. But uh, number one, uh, the, the practical effects for the monsters, the worms were just made just by no CGI at the time. Just yeah crazy little mechanics um i I love the fact of how they look just like blind eating machines it's like jaws and sand but a whole bunch of them yeah no definitely yeah no tremors i loved it i i grew up on it you know i really didn't like all the other um i don't want to say incarnations you know like tremors two tremor three my tremor is you know the the kevin bacon tremor so Mm -hmm. i really didn't watch all the other ones but I love Tremor 1. I mean, I gave the other ones a chance, but never really. I don't know. I guess since 1 was the one that did it for me, like you said in um the last podcast or that we recorded. Oh, yeah, with the Stranger Things. You were like, you know, I like Stranger Things 1 because it was different for me at that time. I wasn't expecting it. You get know what I'm saying? Right. So that's why I gravitated towards Tremor 1 because for me it was different at that time. So I love Tremor 1, man. I, I love that movie. And like you said, and like I said, it does get overlooked as a big monster movie, but it should be up there. Well... So, we're jumping into your number two, though, right? We are. We are. Yeah, so, so, what's your number two, bro? So, they're going to be pretty generic, but I don't care because <laughs> they mean a lot to me. My number mm-hmm. two has kind of went through almost every generation and, and any, every incarnation of this character. Everybody has a cult favorite of all his movies. Whether it be um, the recent one that came out, 2017, the 1970 version, whether it be the cartoons that have come out, whether it even be the graphic novels that have come out, or the classic 1933 film, I believe Mm -hmm. this is one of America's first, if not yet, the first big monsters of all time. He is the mighty, almighty King Kong. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I I believe, yeah, 1933. You're actually um, absolutely right. Yeah, and I, I, I look at this movie as the pinnacle of all monster movies want to kind of achieve because not only did it get um, 
love from the people in the audience that viewed this movie getting terrified of the animation at this time. Once again, claymation and a little bit of animatronics as well too. Um, the the critics love this movie. Just a story of a Beauty and the Beast in a way, uh, where you see a monster being tamed by beauty, but ultimately fall mm-hmm. into his death by beauty. This movie has so many crazy undertones. Even if you look at society today in pop culture, where you can look at um, and not to go too crazy into this, but I'm gonna throw a bomb out here. If you look at the Caribbean, the African slave trade, people have taken um. Um, people from Puerto Rico and Jamaica and, and Africa um, from their islands and because of their stature, how big they were, Dainos, Jamaicans, um, um, Africans, and taking from one country and bringing them to America as as uh, exhibit to watch. Look at this strong, mighty person from another world. It has mm-hmm. so many undertones that you can look at like, wow, that really happened. Um, yeah. But at the same token, though, this movie was just shot beautifully, even as a black and white movie. The animation was crisp. The fight scenes with the, with the Tyrannosaurus Rex was crazy. Um, the ultimate shot as well, too, of him climbing the Empire State Building and mm-hmm. basically dying for love in a way is just so impactful as well, too. Um, it wasn't the, the, the planes that killed the beast. It was beauty. So many great lines yeah. in this movie that it's just a classic in so many levels. Inspired so many movies. Uh, I mean, even to this day, I had an excellent, excellent, excellent reimagining with Kong Skull Island that is now part of the legendary MonsterVerse where it's we didn't even get that scene. We get to finally see King Kong in a movie that can span onto other sequels without him dying. Without him falling from the Empire State Building or the Twin Towers, it's that in, in my in my heart of hearts I love because I always want to see what could happen if King Kong ever existed outside of that Empire State Building fall. So I don't know. I love it. I love every incarnation, whether it be from the seventies with Jeff Bridges, whether it be the latest one with Samuel Jackson, and of course the original as well too. King Kong has always been my favorite, one of my favorites, if not the number two, or maybe not even the number two. A 1B to my other 1A. Yeah. Well, that was my number one. Woo! Because I feel, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like you said, and I couldn't have said it any better, so I let you take the floor with that one. But I feel like you said, and 1933, if you look at uh, all these other characters that came out, they're all after King Kong. King Kong is the bad Mamma Jamma. He is the original big monster. You get what I'm saying? So everything... In my eyes, in my opinion, derived from King Kong. And like you said, it's just, it's such a iconic film, you know, where, like you said, it was beauty that killed the beast, you know. That's what really tamed him, you know, this savage creature. And it was a beautiful woman that tamed him, you know. So, but I couldn't have said it any better. So by you just going into that explanation, do you feel like um, King Kong has also influenced a lot of things? Because... Look at this is just my opinion. It has influenced a lot of things because look at um, kind of like the character of the Hulk. You get oh what yeah, I'm definitely. The Hulk is this big gargantuan raging monster, and what tames him? You know, a woman. So I feel like that King Kong is influenced in a lot of ways and forms and characters and shapes and movies. Oh, definitely. Not even that. Just as the male character himself. I mean. What's mm-hmm. all our weakness most of the time? You know, the other opposite sex or something that we feel we love as well, too. Even if, you know, you're, you're uh, a gay man as well, too. I guess uh, the feminine man as well, too, will tame you, I guess. But, <laughs> you know, uh, 
there's always a weakness. There's always our Achilles heel, and this movie portrays that so well. Like you, you see him be, become a savage monster, terrorizing, terrorizing that Skull Island at first, just not giving two fucks whatsoever. You know, worship me, worship me, worship me, being like a self benevolent god in a way to that island, and then just one woman changes his whole world and. You look at the subtext in that movie as well, too. There's so many subtexts. I could go on about this movie. Mm-hmm. There's so many sequels as well, too. I want to ask you. Yeah. If you could pick a generation of King Kong you love the most. I know there's so many, whether the last one, the Peter Jackson one, the 1970s one, the original one. Was there a, a King Kong movie that you gravitated more to? Hmm, if I had to pick one, I don't know, because I really just gravitated to all of them, because I'm trying to think of one that really gravitated to, but I just, it, it's weird and kind of hard for me to pick, because I, I sit here and I, they, they they all have their spin, you know, yeah. based on their generation, they all have their spin, but the thing where I'm I'm just a weird individual, I like all of them because at the end of the day, it's just this big primal figure. You get what I'm saying? So I just gravitate to them in each of their way. But I, to pick one, I really don't. I really can't pinpoint one. But I feel like they all do justice in the universe of King Kong. You get what I'm saying? No, so. I, I 100% agree with that because I really can't pick one that I love the most. I mm. probably have a slight edge for the 1976 one. For, but that's because I love the the art style of mm-hmm. having like a daikaiju just somebody in a suit and going from there so we got to see that in the 70s version of a guy in a suit playing king Kong. um but at the same time i love the 2005 king Kong um by peter jackson where you saw andy circus playing king kong and mocap and got that excellent um giant fight on skull island with the with the uh, the, uh, the T-Rex is just all trying to kill Kong and um, yeah. and this chick as well, too. I mean, even the latest one as well, too. Uh, there's some problems in it, but not enough for me to be like, oh, my God. Like, I love just uh, a battle-tested only Survivor Kong in that movie that that is here to state that I'm the only thing that's going to protect this island. And whoever's coming into it is going to get messed up. So I love that version. I love the original version because it's just so... Uh, iconic is not even a word that that should belong to this. There's, there should be a better word than that. It is like the Ayatollah of rock and roll. <laughs> uh, no, it's what started it. So definitely, the original version has to have a notch above every other, yeah. you know, uh, variation. So, but I, that that was my number one, man. I, I have a top four, bro. I, 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 I don't even know what to do here. If I should just come out with something else, like a magic trick. But um, getting into my number two real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, my number two um, is also a direct result of King Kong, like we just spoke right now. And it is the 1975 film directed by steven spielberg and it is jaws wow okay uh, yes i had to put jaws as my number two because aside from um king kong of course godzilla i feel like another iconic big monster and very different you know is jaws you know jaws is an iconic film you know um you any everybody knows about jaws you get what i'm saying it's, yes it's it's real pop culture you know it, it, it it's a great movie it's a fantastic movie everybody knows about jaws jaws terrified the crap out of everybody you know it terrified the crap out of me i already hate big bodies of water so 
having this big white shark just attacking helpless victims on vacation, <laughs> you know? Right. It's a terrifying um, it's a terrifying concept, you know? People are already afraid of sharks, you know? So that was a terrifying concept, you know? Like I said, it's real popular as well because, you know, it, 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 a lot of merchandise as well, you know? Jaws did sell a lot of merchandise because I feel like it was the first film to really touch that aspect of, hey, you know, we're going to make it, in 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 the water, you know, yeah, not land. Don't go we're in the water. Take it to the water, because yeah, don't go in the water. You know, we're gonna take it to the water because also the ocean is already a a a figure that you know impacts a lot of fear and respect. You know, so I I, I had to throw Jaws as number two because in my opinion, yeah, Godzilla is dope, is cool, is iconic, but I feel like Jaws was more iconic in my eyes. Like I said, this is my list, so. I had to put Jaws as my number two. How'd you feel about Jaws? Them are fighting words. Um, <laughs> for anybody out there that 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 says, "Oh, you just picked a shark," you obviously haven't seen Jaws. Number one, that's a big no. fucking shark. Okay, mm-hmm. that's not like a regular great white that's just chilling. No, that shark was like bigger than a boat in that movie. Yeah. It, and even the the way this movie was shot by Steven Spielberg, the way that this freaking shark, mechanical shark, almost mm-hmm. killed him. While making the movie, like people had to like hold up the the actual form of Jaws in the water while shooting, making splashes like it's actually moving. Yet they're drowning in this process as well too. You know, mm-hmm. so many people almost died on set trying to make this movie. That's a scary figure in itself. Yeah. But Jaws itself, yes, you're right. Looking at the water, the water itself is a scary place. It's the unknown. You mm-hmm. never know what could pop out of it. So when you have a million teeth coming at you. And saying, ah, I'm going to get your kids. Ah, I'm going to get your family. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Ah, I'm going to get your cuda because you're you're, you're swimming naked. You know, (laughs) it's crazy, especially in the 70s as well, too, where we're still kind of getting out of the 60s and the whole, you know, you know, wear a bib, eat your TV dinner, life is great. We're getting a little mm-hmm. bit more edgier in the 70s. And what way to be edgy then? Going to a nice day at the beach enjoying a nice little raft ride and little Johnny gets his arm turned off. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. No. And, and also it's a film that has inspired a lot of other films. Cause you know, look at these cheesy ass Sharknado films. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> I, they're all directly from Jaws. Look at, um, that I forgot what year it was. Uh, deep, deep, deep blue something. Deep, deep blue sea is incredible. Deep blue sea. Yeah. You got the gigantic freaking um, Jaws type figure. And then I think it's, um, what movie was it? It's a comedy movie, but um, Sharktopus? Uh, no, 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 no. I, uh, so I can go on. <laughs> yeah, <sir. laughs> yeah, a plethora of yes. freaking shark movies, but no. In, in, in this movie too, I feel like it's because of that. Um, was it was it in um, Undercover Brother when um Chris Kattan gets eaten by the shark? Yeah, <laughs> it's horrible. You pulled that out. Of your pocket. That I, mean, I give you so many props for that, right there. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I just feel like Jaws set the bar for not big monsters but for you know big yeah i'll say you know big monsters as well but for his territory so you know when you think of sharks shark attacks the first thing still to this day you know uh still to this year day 2017 uh, you hear sharks attack the first thing people gonna think jaws you know and then that terrifying music that it had to you know, so yes. it, it, it was. It, they even made video games. I remember playing video games on yeah. Nintendo, freaking Jaws. You know, so it was an iconic film, and it's definitely an iconic big monster. I think this is going to be the only podcast ever existing where you <laughs> they mentioned Chris Kattan and Jaws in the same <laughs> sentence. 
but I give you props because we're original like that. Yeah, you yeah, gotta keep original. it f- funky fresh all the time. Exactly, funky fresh, bro. Yeah, I love no, that pick. Man. It's a great pick. Um, spanning so many sequels, whether it be good mm-hmm. or not. Um, it's a fun character. The Terror of the Deep hasn't been mm-hmm. matched yet. I know that um, your boy, what's his name, Jason Statham, is making a, a movie called Meg, and it's supposed <laughs> to be like the giant megalodon. Freaking yeah. um, shark from the ages, and he's supposed to go against mm-hmm. that. So it's supposed to be Jaws time a thousand. Yeah. I don't even think that movie could top Jaws. Mm-hmm. Jaws is such a classic movie. It's no, a scary no, entity. Yeah, nothing Jason Statham does in general <laughs> is good. I'm Stop sorry. it! Crank's no, a great movie. No, get out of here, bro. Crank is trash. Jason Statham. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I don't want to, you know, because he's a great actor, but the, the roles he plays in the movie. Oh, man. You don't even like the Transporter, man? man? No. nothing. No. I don't like nothing from it. The, the only time I like something that he did was in freaking Fast and the Furious when he comes out all monotone and stuff, you know? <laughs> what about, like, the Jet Li movies? Wasn't he in, like, no. Romeo Must yeah, Die or, like, was, the, yeah. the One or something like that? Yeah, I think he was. I just never got into his character and then seeing those cheesy Crank movies, man. <laughs> crank you is know, shit, bro. No, crank was just horrible. But speaking about keeping it funky fresh, bro, I don't know. I just had a top four. So... No, man. You had a top five. We went into it. You know what? I'm going to give you some extra love right now because I, I think... King Khan, as much as an iconic figure he is, um, he brings the best out of other monster movies. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this much right now. Without King Khan, my number one may have never existed. And that's true fact right there. It's a direct response. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, the one of the first <laughs> scenes when they um, go to Jurassic Park and you see Jeff Goldblum look at the big giant doors. And he says, what mm-hmm. do you have there, King Khan? You know, um, looking at Steven Spielberg, he directly made um, Jurassic Park because of two movies. So it has mm-hmm. influenced so many movies, just like Jaws has influenced movies. But your boy did speak sacrilege about my man, and I'm about to drop hot fire, hot atomic breath on you right now. No man goes over the G, the big G. The only yeah. G, the only monster here with the word God in it. Okay. I knew he was going to be, yeah, I knew he was going to be your number one, bro. I live for these moments. My number mm-hmm. one is, and you know what? It's hard for me to really even go into where I want to start off because I could go into every generation. I really can. I could go into 1954. I could go into the 2016. I could go into the new movie that's coming out on Netflix, the animated movie. My number one is Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mess with this man. Godzilla is my number one kaiju big monster movie of all time. He is, a, of course, he's a direct response to King Kong. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. 20 years down the line. You know, the Japanese audience want their own answer to um, the political climate, the, um, the uh, atomic climate as well, too, of, um, of the bombs being dropped on Hiroshima, the aftermath of what can happen. That was Godzilla's main goal right there, to show what could happen with uh, atomic radiation and mm-hmm. basically what destruction atomic radiation brings to any civilization, whether it be Japan, whether it be any place with the United States incarnations as well, too, as a, as a brute force changing the world. Godzilla is undertone like no other as well, too. Uh, pollution, 
um, disease, um, global warming, um, nuclear holocaust. He covers them all right there in different yeah. iteration. I, I, I can go on, but I want to hear your thoughts. How do you feel about Godzilla? No, definitely Godzilla is a direct effect from King Kong, you know. Like you said, the Japs wanted their own original version. But leave it, leave it to the Japs to, you know, go go overboard with this giant, gigantic lizard. It's a culture. But, um, it's a culture. Yeah, it's a culture. You know, and Jap, Jap, they like it big, you know. Um, so just leave it to them where you've got this big, imposing lizard, like, just breathing fire and atomic beams and scrapping with other giant monsters. Yes. You, can also, you can also sit here and make a top. This is how crazy Godzilla is. And where... Um, I mean, King Kong did start it all, but where um, Godzilla really took this kaiju, this big monster theme, and up at the Annie's, that you can actually make a top five just oh. for monsters oh. in the God in the Godzilla. You Don't know. tempt me. <laughs> you see, you see, exactly. You see, you can make a top five just alone with Godzilla. That's I can make how, a top ten. <laughs> yeah, look at that top ten. You know, like you you, you can make a top. I'm gonna say top ten, you know, yeah. just off of big monsters, you know, where you have other freaking monsters. Like I know you love the Mecha Godzilla, yes. You know, you got Mothra itself. You know, it's just it's it's so many big monsters in this series. It, it's awesome. I like Godzilla. You know, I really didn't put it number one because I'm not as much as a fan as you are. You know, but I, I like Godzilla, man. It is dope. I remember the the what year was it? The one that came out of the theater when he was in New York City that he got shot up in the in the bridge. I think it was. Oh, that piece yeah. of shit. Oh, that's the 1998 yeah, that, one. Yeah, the 1998. That that if if there was ever something wrong done to Godzilla, I believe it was that movie. He got you neutered. Know, like, yeah, that that they just like dumbed it. I don't know what it was, but they effed up this whole majestic beast, you know, this lizard, and they dumbed it down. I remember actually you running around. With the freaking shades, with the yes. little scale, freaking yes. like pattern. Like. I don't give a damn. I'll wrap that every day. I love Godzilla from day one. Going to Blockbuster, look at every movie. I'm like, Dad, I don't want a pair of kicks. I want like three Godzilla movies, and that's it. Like, <laughs> and my dad will tell me that story every day. He was like, Bro, you never want to close. You just want a Godzilla. I was like, I know, but But at the same token, I love this. Like, he's just. He resonated to me so much, whether it's just me liking dinosaurs when I was a kid or just mm-hmm. me liking mayhem. Even, you know what? Godzilla's my Batman. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. Because just like Batman has a rose gallery, I was going to drop some hot fire with this list and put a rose gallery mm-hmm. of Godzilla enemies and friends. Rodan, Mothra, mm-hmm. King Ghidorah. Yeah, I, I, that's what I thought you were going to do. Like, I'm actually I was looking like, at stop. Rodan right now. <laughs> Rodan was going to be my honorary number two. But I was like, no, I'm going to keep it funky fresh. I'm going to let it be because, you know, I'm going to give some love to every other genre out there as well, too, when it comes to big monsters. But, I mean, Godzilla's always fascinated me just with the culture that's behind it, the iterations of different movies that came out, for serious undertone, for kid undertone as well, too, fighting different monsters like Megalon and Gigan and Mechagodzilla and um, mm-hmm. throwing judo chops and judo throws everywhere. And even in the 90s, getting even more serious Taking on Biolante and Space Godzilla, even though you can't really say Space Godzilla in series in the same fucking sentence. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> you get those movies even into the latter days as well, too. I mean, he has so many different incarnations of the character. I remember in 2000, 2001, um, there's a Godzilla movie, um, um, Giant Monsters uh, Attack, All Out Attack, where Godzilla is basically the spirits of everybody who's died in Hiroshima. 
and made mm-hmm. a giant entity and it's, de- it's destroying paying back civilization for what um the world did to it basically it's like mother earth in a way that's destroying yeah. everything like i love every iteration even the 2014 version even though he's a little hefty he's a little big in the thighs i still love him that's my dude right there <laughs> he got bigger i got bigger so it's okay <laughs> so my question to you is because i know you love godzilla if you had to pick another kaiju in that realm besides godzilla who would you pick and it, most iconic battle to you from our list no, 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 from, from Godzilla. I just want you to geek out real quick. Besides Godzilla, who in that realm do you like as well? In the Godzilla universe? Or yeah, just in the in... Godzilla universe. In the Godzilla universe. Um, uh, it's, oh, man. Um, you're number two. You got Godzilla number one. Who's your number two right now without thinking? Oh, man, that's tough. Because I, I would say King Kong, because King Kong versus Godzilla is such a great movie. It's so yeah. cheesy. Like, like, I can laugh at that movie so much because you get King Kong throwing... Uh, the Japanese version of King Kong is so interesting. Number one, mm-hmm. he gets drunk all the time. Number two, <laughs> he has electricity powers on his hands. So he fucking goes electro in this motherfucker and starts shocking Godzilla in his chest, <laughs> which is hilarious. He shoves a tree yeah. in his throat. It's too funny. So, I mean, that right there as a monster battle resonates to me. But uh, Mecha Godzilla, I love because that was one of the first Godzilla movies where I saw blood and they were taking it more yeah. serious. So you see Godzilla getting shot up. You see, I'm going to mm-hmm. go real geek on people right now and drop some hot thunder. There's a part, <laughs> beginning of the movie, where you see God, the Mecha Godzilla going up the hill. and he, He's in like a Godzilla camouflage. I'm nerding out right now. I don't give a fuck. And his, his best buddy, Angurus, comes on, a little Ankylosaurus. He's like, what's up, Godzilla? How you doing? And the Mecha Godzilla literally, this is me at like nine years old watching this shit. He literally takes <laughs> Angurus's jaw and breaks it. And blood is like gushing out of this fake beast so bad. And this is my man Godzilla just walking away like a G, like ah, just chilling. Like I don't know. Like there's so many iterations of Godzilla that I truly love. It's tough for me to even pick one. What about you? Do you have like a Godzilla that you remember from back in the day that was just like crazy, or do you have like a favorite Godzilla moment? Mm, I really don't have a favorite Godzilla moment. I'm gonna be honest, but I do have a favorite Godzilla. Like antagonist, go and, for it. Um, I would have to go with. Um, I don't want to slaughter the name because, like I said, you are the big Godzilla fan. But I'm gonna have to go um, with De- Destroy Destroyer. Destroyer is the shit. Yeah, <laughs> I like Destroyer is like the shit. My, yeah, he is like one of my favorite antagonists to Godzilla because he looks so freaking badass. Because I'm I'm not saying all the other monsters look badass, but to me, this was the most uh, physically. Um, uh, visual, you know, where you see an impression, like, because you see Godzilla, you know, but then you see him scrapping with a moth, it's like, oh, okay, a moth, like, really, bro? So, but then you see Destroyer, where it, it, it just on the meme factor, it matches up with Godzilla, you get what I'm saying? Oh, so I, I just really love him as an antagonist, and, like, from, from where he came from, because, you know, it's just, like, he grew from this little microscopic organism, you know? Yep. It was just, like, I felt that he had more substance to oppose us in the past where you just see like these big monsters pop out of nowhere. So I, I gotta go destroy it. Right? Destroy is I a great know. character. Yeah. Oh my god, like the, the and it's hilarious too because in that movie, um Godzilla is kind of like the bad guy. In the nineties versions, Godzilla is the bad guy in a way. Yeah. People don't get that part a little bit because it's such a departure from like the sixties and seventies that um destroy was made from the first thing that killed Godzilla because in, in this universe, I guess it's the second Godzilla. So mm-hmm. they're making the oxygen destroyer. I'm going nerd out to kill Godzilla again. It makes it to a monster. I don't give a fuck. Um, but yeah. 
there's many movies out there. Even with the current iterations now, where they're going into the MonsterVerse with Godzilla, they're making a Rodan, they're making a King Ghidorah, a Mothra mm-hmm. movie, they're even making King Kong versus Godzilla again. It's an incredible day to be a monster fan, especially if you're a Godzilla fan. Um, I do have an honorable mention, though, because I, I mm. feel like he doesn't get enough love. And I give him some love only because of the 90s movies, because everything else before that's kind of a Godzilla ripoff. But mm. I love me some Gamera. Gamera <laughs> is my dude. Gamera is my dude. My man, Spinbox Turtle in the, in the sky. Yeah. That's what I was saying. My son Gamera is a gigantic tortoise. Leave <laughs> <laughs> that boy alone. He's a defender of the universe. I don't care. <laughs> No, Gamma Gamma's pretty cool. Gamma's pretty cool. Like he's like this badass tortoise. I I like him. So, but yeah, no. So that's your honorable mention, Gamma. That's my honorable mention. If if because I could go along with the Godzilla list right there and say that's my honorable yeah. mention. That's my honorable mention. But really, I wanted to give Gamma some love, but I felt like other than the three movies from the '90s, anything else from behind that, it's just like a mystery science theater show to me. I'll just start laughing about it. And don't get me wrong, Godzilla has his own moments for mystery science theater. Um, there's the um, infamous kangaroo kick where he just glides on his tail and just goes a mile <laughs> and drop kicks somebody. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> give credit to yeah, credit with that one. No, bro. I, I just talk about Gamera. Like, I, I remember uh, I'm just, the, the people love this Godzilla universe because I remember they broke down Gamera. And they showed like his insides, and this dude had like a fire sack or uranium sack all inside where like the lungs are at, like a magma sack. I'm like, you, look. you leave Gamera oh, alone. That boy, the fan of the universe, the tortoise of all tortoises. <laughs> definitely is bad, but no, definitely Godzilla is a great pick. You know, Godzilla is a great universe, and like I said, um, it could be its own, you know, kaiju universe within itself because there are so many big monsters. You know, there's a plethora of them, and I kind of think it's so all of them. I do definitely, you, def- yeah. Do you feel that we're in due for a new monster movie in this weather now, knowing that was, mm. Pacific Rim's coming out again? This Godzilla universe is kind of shaping up, and a couple of little indie monster movies have been opening up to theaters these days. Do you feel like the United States can finally itself gravitate to a monster movie? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, because now with Godzilla coming back, like you said, on Netflix and all that stuff, it'll start bringing more eyes to that monster universe, that big monster universe. Pacific Rim is bringing already eyes to that. I just feel that. I mean, Pacific Rim is the new big monster movie, in my opinion, you know, okay. ones like King Kong and stuff like that. But I don't know if I'm wrong. This is just me. I'm going out on a limb. I would like to see something, like, I don't want to say original, but something different. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like, just like a whole new big monster within itself. And I know it'll be hard to do because, like I said, I feel like Pacific Rim is doing that. So, but maybe that's what it is. It just can't be like a whole big new monster. It's just, you know, different tweaks to the genre like Pacific Rim is doing. You get what I'm saying? Would you like to see, on what I just touched or what I just gave you, would you like to see like a big monster just come out of nowhere, something original, something different? Yeah. Or do you think it'll be hard to do? You know what? I think there's still ideas, but I think people are too focused on either creating the monster or coming from outer space these days or interstellar dimension. I like to see something come out the earth. Like, mm-hmm. does something come out like, like, um, um, Land of the Lost, where you have, that's the worst, horrible analogy I can with those lizard <laughs> people. Serpentine-like <laughs> patterns. 
but at the same token, something that's coming out of the earth that's always been there, that's uh, that's been rotting away for its opportunity, kind of like Trevor's, Tremors in a way, but just yeah. a little bit different in a way. That's coming out of, like, I don't know, the earth's core. This has always been there, so um, now it's finding its way to plot on things. Um, nerdgasm right there, I love it. But yeah, I think it's it's something you can do. You just have to get an audience behind you. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's something you can do, and it's something that has to be really creative and really hasn't been done. Like you said, that's actually a great idea, you know, something that's been um, freaking sleeping in the magma core of the earth, you yeah. know, freaking for years and, you know, before Christ. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> or whatever, just chilling there, you know, waiting. So I would like to see something like that. I'm not throwing shade on anything right now that's out or the founding fathers like King Kong Godzilla. You know, I'm looking forward to that. But I just want to see something different, you know, something new. You know what? I can't front, though, because sci-fi mm-hmm. and these B-list, C-list shows, they do have some interesting stuff out there. I'm sorry. Sharknado is kind of funny. Uh, yeah, Sharktopus is kind of funny. I don't know. Um, if I saw something like... I don't know, um, uh, Christ Condor. I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, yeah. Um, the, the, the freaking, um, what, what do you call it? Um, yeah, I, I just got spaced out because I'm trying to remember Christ this freaking Condor? shark. Huh? <laughs> Christ Condor? No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, what, what was that? What was that shark? Yeah, because sci fi goes goes a little bit too overboard with these just weird <laughs> concocting <laughs> monsters like Shark and Puss. I think there was another one where it was like a, a mecha shark. Yes. Or I forgot the name of it. Yeah. It's just like, that's cool and fine and dandy, but that's just like really bad. So I just stay away from it, you know? But I don't, I don't know. We'll see. I know I know creative minds are out there and they'll probably be like, you know what? I want to add my own spin twist to this, you know? You know like, what? To the big to monster genre, off, yeah. I think you should try to watch this on Netflix if it's still there. It's a movie that mm. I went into kind of a little blind and I know it's been out for mm. a while, but I was like, What's this about? And when I heard, you know, German or Dutch um, or Swiss giant monster movie, I was like, I could watch this. Subtitles, of course. So I'm used to that. Um, Bro, Troll Hunter. Have you ever seen it? Troll Hunter? Yes. I I please go on Netflix whenever you get a chance. Anybody out there, that's another honorable mention for me. Troll Hunter is this little indie movie that came out a couple of years back. Um... It's about these kids that are investigating all these attacks. I believe it's either in um, in Switzerland or in Germany. I, I don't remember that much where the setting is, but it's all on the folklore of this guy. Not really bear attacks. He's covering up the fact that there's like giant trolls in the forest, mm-hmm. and you think it's like stupid at first, but once you see like the craziness of what it is. It's just like, this guy is like a Van Helsing of killing trolls. And, you know, these guys are massive with clubs trying to kill you, trying to throw people around, trying to break people's bodies. And he has like UV lights and he's like turning them into stone and breaking them down with a giant wrench. It's epic. It's all, it's, it's a little, little, little rough on some of the CG aspects, but it's a fun movie. I definitely think you should watch it. You'll have fun watching it. Yeah, no, definitely. I just looked it up and it's there because I have my Netflix on as I'm recording. So, um, nah, I just found it. Yeah, Troll Hunter. It looks pretty damn interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to watch this tonight. Yeah. Well, I think this was an interesting version of Pop 5. <laughs> oh, so, so sorry. This is just random out the subject. Do you know how they have VR Troopers on Netflix just for you, bro? <laughs> 
Well, well, now. someone's gonna geek out tonight. I'm just saying, if we could do a pop five on like '90s, oh, I hear it back there. If we could do like a a '90s, I'm getting a little a Jimmy right now. Of, <laughs> of like '90s, I guess battle groups. I don't know, Big Bad Bill, Beetleborgs. Uh, oh, that'll be awesome. Power Rangers, VR Troopers. What's the other one? Uh, superhuman um, samurai. Yeah, superhuman samurai. Yeah, uh, I that think we would do awesome. something like that. But bro, this has been interesting. I had a lot of yes. fun with this. I know mm-hmm. I nerded out. Thank you for <laughs> for indulging me in this because I know it wasn't the easiest thing to do sometimes. Nah, bro. I actually I actually enjoyed this. You know, um, because at first it was hard. At first, when you came to me, you were like, "I want to do this." I'm like, "Oh my god, what is this dude trying to do to me right now?" But no, like I said. You know, I, I got a little inspiration because, I, I, like I said, when I get these topics, sometimes, you know, I, I speak to my father and stuff like that. And he just shot out one name. And I was like, you know what? And I thought about the list and I just came up with the list pretty damn easy, actually. It wasn't that hard, honestly. It's just, mm. I just came up. I blocked myself. But, yeah, no, it was a pleasure, bro. And I know you geeked the hell out. So. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I'm going to be a, a many of lonely nights after a female listens to this conversation. <laughs> but you never know. Somebody just might be the... The Mothra to my Badra. That's you know. what I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Where can people find you online, bro? Uh, they can find me here on Bumpers at underscore J Rance. Doing my thing at Jay's Corner along with you as my co-host at the Kimura Chronicles. And the Kimura Chronicles is on iTunes as well. And they can find me on Instagram at underscore J Rance. Same name as here. And at Twitter at EDM Trippy. Where can they find you, brother, man? Over here on Bumpers at Sideshow Conversations, where you can get your comic book life on, you can get your pop culture life on, you can get your VR trooper life on, if need be. <laughs> of course, co-hosting with you on the Kimura Chronicles, a podcast by the fans for MMA, for the fans. Um, you can find me on the Twitter, always at uncandy underscore V, Val Cisco. Uh, also on the Instagram, Val Cisco. And and on Facebook at Sideshow Conversations, a little group where we put all this information there. We have conversations about everything, whether it be pop culture, whether it be things about Godzilla, MMA-related news, pro wrestling-related news, anything out there that we want to throw our, our little twist on, we will. So, yeah, join the parade. We're having a lot of fun there. Anyway, brother, yeah, th- th- this has been special. Yeah, this, this, this one was fun. This one was fun. I had a blast, man. <laughs> I'm glad you had a blast. I had a uh, giant nerdgasm of epic proportions bigger than Shin Godzilla's tail. So It's okay. You have to let that nerdgasm go sometimes. I do. I do. It's not out yet. I can still go on more, but I'm keeping it all in just a little bit. You got to save some room for the ladies. <laughs> anyway, man, this has been fun. Uh, anybody else that wants to catch us, listen to our podcast, subscribe, rate, review. We're on iTunes, Podcast Republic. Have fun with us, bro. Until mm-hmm. next time, later. All right, man, later. <laughs>